the Queen of the Court podcast, your place for chats on all things growth, healing, and thriving through everyday parenting. I'm your host, Courtney Walker-Owens. I'm a homeschooling mom of seven, wellness advocate, self-proclaimed strengths genius, and an author. I'm here to inspire and empower you into a lifestyle of elevated living and passionate growth. Because while I may not be good at a lot of things, I am the queen of these things. Are you ready to dive in? Grab your coffee or mix up a smoothie and let's get started. This is the Queen of the Court podcast. Welcome back to the Queen of the Court podcast. I'm Courtney, and let's get started. This episode is titled, Why We Homeschool. So there are a few questions that I get on a regular basis. And you guys, I get a lot of questions. You don't just tell someone you have seven children and get nothing, right? So there are a few that I get often, and for the most part, Those things are going to be the basis for our first few episodes. So we started off last week with, how do you do it all? That question. And it's a loaded question, and it probably goes into about 500 sub-questions. But that's where we started last week. And, you know, maybe we'll have an episode soon for the most inappropriate questions people ask. Yeah, there are a lot of them. That would uh, maybe be its own category. (laughs) with questions like, seven kids, don't you know how that happens? All from the same father? Oh, I guess you don't work. So you're on food stamps, you guys. You would not believe the questions that cross personal boundaries when you tell someone you have a lot of kids. But those questions. Uh, Today, though, we're not not going to get into that category. We're going to settle somewhere in the middle with the question I get of, you homeschool? All of them? Why and how? And those are the things that a lot of times, especially other moms, want to know because it feels overwhelming, right? Like, why in the world would you do that when someone else could teach your kids? And I don't know what to do with the two kids I do have. How do you do that? I can't imagine fitting that into my day. How do you homeschool and do all these things? So let's just jump right in. And we're going to start with the why, because I think it's always important to know why before we know how. And the how becomes easier when you have a strong why, just for the record. So yes, we currently homeschool our kids. But we aren't a black and white decision-making family. Uh, Personally, I don't believe in a one-size-fits-all approach to anything. Not parenting. Not healthcare, not religion, and certainly not education and schooling. So for us, we make individual choices for our individual children. We include them in the decision-making processes as much as we can. Ultimately, though, ultimately, with mom and dad having veto power, but with us hearing everyone out first and making all final decisions very, very intentionally through a lot of thought and prayer and 
one of my classic pro-con lists is usually involved. <laughs> so far, uh, we have done probably every combination of school options. We've homeschooled, we've done private school, we've done public school, we've sent some and cut some home, we've sent them all, we've kept them all. <laughs> every year is different, and I just, guys, I really don't like absolutes. You actually, my kids will attest to this, I don't allow words like can't, never, or always to be commonly used in our home. I don't like it. I'm not really interested in making those statements like, well, we'll always do X, Y, Z, or we will never make that decision. Because I don't know what the future holds, and I'm not God. I don't know what a child's need will be at a certain stage in their life in the future, especially it's a stage that we haven't gotten to yet with any of our children. So back when we first started thinking about school options, I did use absolutes. I will never homeschool my kids. I will not ever be that homeschool mom. That's what I said. But you have to remember that I was a young mom, like had my first kiddo at 19. So I only knew people with my limited frame of reference at that age of my life. I only knew people who fit into the typical homeschool mom stereotypes. You know the type dress their kids and probably some out-of-style clothes. Uh, they match their boys in polos and khakis. They didn't watch TV. They boycotted everything. Everything was sinful. They made their own bread. They had family hymn time each week. You guys know what I mean, and I'm not being judgmental in any way, but that's truly how I felt. I just could not imagine doing that. But then I also said, oh, well, I will never send my kids to public school, especially not in middle school and high school. I was e afraid of this evil indoctrination, guys. <laughs> I was terrified of not, um, not knowing what, what was going on, what they were going to be like falsely indoctrinated with, right? I was so scared of having to have like really hard conversations with my kids. But keep in mind, we began thinking about school options when our oldest kiddos were three and four. So I had three children, and I was only 23 years old. And at that point, I was still completely raising my kids how I had been raised, which was wonderful, for the record. Absolutely wonderful upbringing. But I hadn't yet learned how to find my voice as a mom, or even my style as a mom. Outside of the fact that I knew I didn't want to yell, that one I knew early on, I really didn't know who I was or what I was doing. I was barely an adult. So we have three kiddos. I'm 23, right? So let's fast forward a little bit. We had our fourth baby. I have my natural birth, my first natural birth. We bought our home and we made the decision to send our son to kindergarten at the same private school that I went to in the fall. This is all at once. And we loved it. It is, was and is an amazing school. However, in the spring of his kindergarten year, we found out that we were pregnant with baby number five. And in fact, in that spring, okay, in the course of about two weeks, I turned 24. My parents had a house fire on the night of my birthday. We celebrated our fourth baby's first birthday. And I also found out that I was pregnant. It was a lot. <laughs> um, we typically, that was our life for several years, like everything at all at one time. And it was, it was just a whole lot. 
But about a month later, my parents moved in with us due to their house fire. And so I'm sitting here knowing that I'm expecting number five. And I have my parents and actually my brother uh, was living at home still. And they all moved in with us. And so I began to process the logistics. The following year, I would have a full day first grader and a half day kindergartner. I would be hugely pregnant and have my parents still living in my home for the first semester. I would give birth around Christmas break and then I would have a newborn, a fresh two-year-old, and a three and a half-year-old at home the second semester. That alone, my friends, is a lot. But I would be spending most of my day driving back and forth to school pickups, interrupting two to three nap times a day for my little kiddos. And so on a purely logistical level, sending my kids to school of any kind, not even just that school, but any, was not feeling right. To take it any further, we then got information about cutoff dates for kindergarten. And we realized that our four-year-old who already knew basic math and was teaching herself to read, would miss the kindergarten cutoff and she'd be stuck in another year of pre-K. So it was just another round peg, square hole scenario. So that is when we decided to homeschool for the first time. It's actually, if I look back on that period of time, it is the year when I learned to find my voice in general. I had that non-medicated fourth birth. We moved out of my parents' house. Uh, We'd been there for two and a half years and into our own home. We had two kids have their first vaccine reactions. We began learning about natural toxin-free living. After that, I had a home birth for our fifth baby and we started homeschooling. So to the outside, it was really more like probably about two years But to the outside, during that span of time, it may have looked a lot like I had just gone off the deep end. (laughs) Like, what happened to Courtney? She used to be so normal, right? But the reality is I had so many things that have been out of my control. So many things happened to us that I really needed to have a drastic pulling in of the reins to slow us down. And I needed it to help us get back on course for our journey because our family desperately needed a course correction and I knew it. I could feel it in my soul. I knew that's what we needed. But we needed something like a real quick U-turn kind of scenario (laughs) to get us there. So I've done the same thing several times and our school decisions have always been a reflection. So to walk you through it, like I mentioned before, in 2010, we sent our son to private school for kindergarten. Well, then we found out Baby five's coming. This is about to get nuts. So in 2011, we decided to homeschool our kids for first grade, kindergarten, and preschool. We did that for several years while they were little. So we had a couple babies between then. And then in 2015, we were pregnant with our seventh baby. And after a very hard postpartum experience um, with baby number six, and our business was really picking up speed, We decided that it would be best to send our oldest two kiddos and our fourth kiddo to public school. So our oldest two needed the routine and structure that I really just could not provide while pregnant and chasing around their one and a half year old hurricane of a brother. I was also running our business that was growing rapidly. 
They weren't quite on track for being a full year ahead as we had been. So we sent them according to their birthday cutoffs uh, instead of based on the schoolwork they'd been doing. Specifically because we knew Common Core would be an adjustment and some things like that. It turned out to be the best decision ever. It never hurts to be the oldest in your class. Um, so our fourth kiddo, she was very busy as well. Very talkative, very emotional. And I was worried that if she stayed home with me, that I honestly just might snap. <laughs> I was very concerned for my mental and emotional health. We'd been through a really hard year and I was pregnant. But I also knew she had a deep need for social stimulation. More than I could meet even when she was just a preschooler. But I knew that going forward, I just couldn't meet that need for her. So we sent three kiddos, and then my mom helped me homeschool our son on the autism spectrum, really helping to meet some needs that he had. And it went beautifully. It was a great year. It was a wonderful adjustment. The next year, we went ahead and sent everyone to public school, including our son, who was on the autism spectrum. So we sent the, the kiddo who needed some services. And while it was an, a rough adjustment for him, most adjustments were at that phase of his, of his life. So we helped him push through because again, on the pro-cons, this was the best option. Uh, it was a lot having, you know, I had two different buildings that our kids were in. We had first, second, fourth, and fifth. And I really lived around the structure of drop off and pick up and put nap times around it and all of that. I had a just precious, sweet, quiet, almost five-year-old that year. So it was lovely to have a year with him and the little ones just at home. So we did the public school thing for another two years, getting through another kindergartner, sending kids to public middle school. That's an adventure in itself. And in 2019, we sent our sixth kiddo to kindergartner, to kindergarten. So we gave us a kindergartner a second grader, a fourth grader, and a fifth grader. Uh, he, at this point, that was our spectrum kiddo, that fifth grader, and he no longer actually tested on the spectrum. That's a totally different story. It is coming. Uh, but we decided to pull our oldest two out of middle school. It was a really hard decision to take them out away from their teachers and their best friends, but the negative social influences and our ability to stay on top of our son's ADHD with that middle school schedule was so hard. Plus we had, the district was not able to keep our daughter challenged academically because she technically didn't test as gifted. But if we threw all that together and then we paired it with mounting depression and overexhaustion in both of our middle schoolers, there was no question to what we needed to do. So again, another round peg square hole situation. We're back to doing multiple things. So we are homeschooling two middle schoolers with completely different needs while having a preschooler at home, running a business, and honestly just being enslaved to that drop-off pickup schedule uh, with kids at two different elementary buildings. So that was the fall of 2019. And if you know what is coming next, it's 2020. 2020 happened. And I'm sure if you're listening to this, you know exactly how the 2020, that spring 2020 school year went. I had a lot going on in my business at that time. Really good stuff. 
But while it proved to be a time of stress and mental health concerns and just all of the things for most families, 2020, that spring was a huge blessing in disguise for us. Because on top of the craziness of school routines and schedules and all of it, we had competitive gymnastics, year-round baseball, clubs three to four times a week, church commitments, and more. So because Michael mostly worked from home already and my business is run online, not to mention it's an essential product for viral threats, when everything closed down, we actually were relieved. We got to slow down our running. We were able to tackle house projects we had been putting off, eat dinner together, watch movies together, and truly just enjoy each other's company. It was really hard doing virtual learning, though. And what it did is I'm so glad we had that little window of time where I was able to look into my kids' lives. It showed me how out of control I was as a parent. It showed me how little I had come to know about what my children were learning and how little I had actually been a part of their lives. They spent like 90% of their lives with another person in another building. And I hated that feeling. That alone made me a little nauseous. But then our district introduced what I felt were outrageous mask and social distancing mandates for young children. And they began hyper sanitizing their buildings with chemicals that our family just does not agree with. So we knew. We knew that for us, for the best thing for our family, it was time to come back home. For everyone, all the kids. So we homeschooled for all of the 2020 and 2021 year, and we plan to homeschool for the upcoming 2021 and 22 year as well. Truly, it was a wonderful, educational, freeing, and fun year this past year for our family. We loved it. We fell in love with the way we chose to homeschool, and I can't imagine doing anything different, but again... I'm open and I will make that decision each year with my husband and my children and we'll, we'll do it together based on what's needed. So that is the story. That is how we got here. It's our why for how we've decided to educate our kids and that little journey that we've been on. Uh, it's all very practical, to be honest. It's never about anything except for what is best for each child and what is best for our family. We weigh the pros and cons, we pray about it, and we just go from there, all together. I'm just, uh, I'm really grateful for that freedom that we have to make those choices. And if I could take us on just a smidge of a rabbit trail, I know this could give us a couple extra minutes, but... I think there's something to really be said for taking control of your life in this manner. With every choice that I made for our schooling decisions and every choice that I made for, you know, what we were doing within our home, there was intention behind it. And I took control. I made choices that put us in the driver's seat of our own life. And I can look back on sending our kids in 2019, and I knew that it wasn't the best fit and 2020 really, truly just saved us because it wasn't the best fit, but I was so deep in the echo chamber of, I can't do X, Y, Z if my kids are home all day long, that 
I had missed. I had missed those little things about my kids' lives and those little ways that I could be involved in their lives by believing that lie that if they weren't gone all day, I couldn't get my job done. If they were here, it would be too loud and I wouldn't be able to do certain things in my business. And so I really want to speak to any moms out there that are concerned that you won't be able to do the things you need to do if you make certain choices. Because it's all about taking control. And when we hold ownership for the decisions we make for our family, when I when I took hold and I took ownership of we are homeschooling for 2020 and 2021, when I did that, everything shifted for us. Because what it did for me was it put me in the driver's seat of making those decisions. It did the same thing when I decided to send everyone to school. Back when they were, you know, we were having baby number seven and we made that choice to send everyone. Again, that was a choice I made to put myself in the driver's seat and make the decisions that were best for us. And I think sometimes we get stuck in those echo chambers and we need something drastic to help us get out so that we can be in the driver's seat again. And so I want to encourage anyone that's listening that needs that that little boost, that encouragement, do it. Do the thing. Do the thing that is needed to put you back in control, whether that's for your health or your kids' schooling or your parenting or whatever decision it is that you need to make. Make the decision that's best. Make a pro-con list if you need to. But put yourself in a place where life is not happening to you, where your calendar doesn't run your life, where you are in charge and you are in control and have the freedom to make the decisions that you need to make. So after that little rabbit trail, that's all we have time for today. But stay tuned for part two of this combo. So today we talked about why we homeschool and why we've put ourselves in this position. Next week, I want to talk to you about how I actually homeschool seven kids. I want to chat with you about routines and multitasking and helping them figure out independent learning and a few fun tricks and solutions that I've learned over the years that can help you even if you're not planning on homeschooling, even if you are sending your kids, even if you are just trying to survive summer. (laughs) I want to share those things with you guys. So Make sure you share this podcast, subscribe so you don't miss a single thing, and pretty please leave us an awesome review so that I can keep doing this and it can keep getting to the people it needs to. Have an amazing weekend, an amazing rest of your week. I'll see you next week. Bye.